0: What is good everybody? Welcome to Between Frets, a space where female musicians meet and discuss all things music. I'm your host, Jenny Jam, and today we have another video podcast. Between Frets is bringing it in slowly, and we hope to bring you a lot more. So if you're listening to um, our podcast right now through your headphones, you can head over to YouTube Type in Fred Sisters, and you'll see this video podcast along with the other video podcasts we did earlier this year. So we are on a beautiful Saturday here in DC. we um, still in quarantine. I know some states have opened up, so if you're in one of those states, just please be careful, follow the guidelines, and you know, hopefully, you know, we'll be we'll be able to spend more time outside and spend more time with our families um, once this is all over. Today, in this beautiful city, uh, we had the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds fly over in tribute to our first responders, our healthcare workers, essential workers, all the frontline workers. We um, all went out, of course, did the social distancing and wore a mask as we went outside to look at them and salute our heroes. Yes. So, you know, we definitely want our, you know, our listeners to stay safe. Um, shout out to all the first responders and the frontline workers, essential workers, and medical community for keeping us safe and providing us with your service. Okay. So next up, we have an exciting guest, Angela Petrilli. Yes. And it was just a joy to talk to her. So stay tuned. Peace and love. And we are back. I'm your host, Jenny Jam. And we have a great guest today. It's so awesome. And of course, our second video podcast. Yes. This is going to be a new thing for us. (laughs) So she's a social media personality, teacher, and session guitarist, and currently based in Los Angeles, California. She founded the band, Roses and Cigarettes, and released a self-titled debut in 2015, EP in 2018, and released their sophomore album, Echoes and Silence, in 2019. She can be seen playing her favorite guitar riffs on her popular Instagram page as well as demoing guitars as the host of Patrilli Picks on the Normans Rare on Normans Rare Guitars YouTube channel. Everyone please welcome Angela Patrilli. Hello, hello.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Really looking forward to this. Thanks oh, again. Uh,
0: thank you for for coming on. I mean, we're like so excited to have you as a guest. I, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yes, you are, you have a lot of followers on Instagram. I mean, I've seen a lot of your videos and, um, it's just so exciting to have you on here because we love talking about guitars, about string instruments, especially females and they're out there doing it. And it's so great. So, um, so, anyways, I first wanted to ask you, how are you doing? How is everything?
1: In every everything's good. So, so, so we're we're all in quarantine right now. Mm-hmm. I, I I live I live in Los Angeles. So, so currently, you know, at home and and uh, staying put and, and all that good stuff. But but doing 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 well. I've, I've used this time. I, I I like to look at the bright side of things. Mm-hmm. I don't like to dwell on on things I can't change. You know. So yeah. so. Home. I've taken a lot of time to, you know, work on my craft and get better at certain things that perhaps I've been putting, you know, on the back burner when it comes to to playing guitar and and, and all that stuff. So I've been taking a lot of time to do that. Um, I've been doing a daily thing, too, on my Instagram channel. Every night um, I'm doing a little tiny Q&A, you know, for an hour and talking to some of my friends who are musicians and who are in this business as well, Um, you know, from drummers to mixers to producers. Uh, you know, bass players, keyboard players, harmonica players. So I'm I'm very fortunate to have a lot of really awesome friends who happen to be really great musicians too. So I've been spending, you know, an hour a night since this started. So I've been in quarantine for a month now. So I've been doing it every night. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to do it every night until this, you know, quarantine lifts. Because, you know, it's, you know, it's an interesting situation we're all in right now. So if I can bring some sort of... You know, bit of familiarity every day to my fans and all the stuff, mm-hmm. and like, I'm going to do that. And then, plus, to introduce my fans to some amazing friends of mine who are also really, really wonderful musicians too. So,
0: oh, that's awesome! And we'll um, definitely put that on our show notes about. Um, well, we'll put your Instagram on there, but we'll also put in that you know to do this Q and A that you do every day. Ah. Definitely, I want to check that out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so let's go um, to, your, to when you first started. We always like to ask our guests, what made you pick up the guitar? What made you get into music? I know in your bio, you, um, you do come from a musical family or artistic household, right? And uh, you started very young too, talk about that.
1: Yes, I started. Uh, I started playing guitar when I was nine years old. So my my parents saw that I was very much inclined to playing music at a young age. Like my mom plays a bit of guitar, and I remember watching her play for my brother and I when we were very young. It was about four years old, and would watch her play and just knowing that, okay, I can do this, I can do that. It was just like breathing, you wow. know? Like I, yeah. And I, I I'm glad they. They, they, they got a guitar for me for Christmas when I turned nine years old and, and, and played it and just absolutely love it. And still play it, so that's where that's where it all started. But I do art and stuff, and I drew a lot as a kid. Did, was very into drawing and painting and all of that, so just the creativity, you know, just just grew from not just, you know, the, the fine arts, but in, in, in music as well.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good. So it was really just a guitar that you kind of you know, went to, um, th- and no other instruments or? I wanted to play drums, but it was politely
1: pushed into uh, playing guitar. I think my parents did not want a drum set in the elevator, so. Which <laughs> I understand. Now as an adult, I, I get it. I get it. It can kind of be a lot. Guitar is, is a little more, you know, it's a little easier, a little gentler. Yeah. So. But I get it.
0: <laughs> so when um so when they got you the guitar did you um did you learn how to play from them were you self-taught or did you like go to school or anything like that
1: uh, hey, um so when I was eight years old I heard the song on the radio and I really really liked it and I went to my mom and I said hey I would love to learn how to play this and someone had I, I had borrowed like you know one of my parents friends had a little guitar and that's, that's what I had around the house they just wanted to see if I would take to it before they actually bought me one mm-hmm. and I said, Mom, I want to learn how to play this. She's like, well, you know, you got to learn notes first and stuff, but I can show you where to put your fingers, and these are called chords, and she showed me, you know, the chords that were in the song. She looked up the music, and and I, you know, I was practicing it that night, and then the next morning, I woke her up, and I knocked on her door. I'm like, Mom, does it go like this? And I started playing it, and she's like, okay, kid needs lessons now, you know? So we went to a guitar center near my house, and, um, there was a wall, you know, they used to do that now where they had the wall of years of shows and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, just a bunch of business cards for, for guitar teachers. And she just looked at the wall and she goes, this one. And his name was Jimmy Scott. who's my guitar teacher for eight years. Oh, learned wow. everything guy. Yeah, yeah. But didn't go to school. Um, I, I didn't get a degree in music. I, I, I really learned through Jimmy, you know, by private lessons, you know, going to his gigs and he would throw me into the fire. What he'd do is he, he would play at this blues jam every Tuesday, he was one of the guitar players in this band. And one evening he's like, bring your strut, you, you can come with me and you can watch me play and we'll have you sit in on a song. And I'm like, Perfect, you know? I'm 16 years old in a bar on a Wednesday, which is oh, just, you know, it shouldn't be happening, but it is and I was just all about it. It's like it's a school night, I'm at a bar. So um, he plays the first set, he was great. He gets tired and he goes like this, like ah, my hands hurt. You're gonna do the next set yourself. You're gonna take my mind and you're gonna you're gonna be the guitar player in the band. I never knew what songs we were doing. I never knew who the players were gonna be. It was always the shifting rotation of band members. So um, he threw me fire, you know, and so either you sink or swim, sort of thing. And he's like, okay, all the lessons that we've done. I hope you've been pay- paying attention because you're gonna have to apply it up on that stage right now. Yeah. Some great. Some days I wouldn't do so great, and you know, on the drive home we would talk about it. Okay, what did you do great? What could you have done better? You know, so not only did he teach me, you know, during these lessons, but he taught me how to play guitar, you know, in a, in a live setting, and how to think on the fly, and how. Sure, you can practice as much as you want at home do a metronome and all this stuff by yourself, which is absolutely great and essential and all that, but. Okay, now when you play live, it's a totally different thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's the best way of teaching is to like put you on the spot and to experience a little bit of failure, right?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Failure is one of the best teachers. Be okay to fail and embrace it because you learn. It is okay to fail. There's a stigma, I think, in our society where failure just means that you are done and that is it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't think it is. It is an opportunity to learn from that. It's a lesson. It's not a bad thing. It's an opportunity to learn. So so learn from it, because you have a choice. You can either believe that, okay, I suck, or I'm an awful guitar player, or, hmm, okay, that pentatonic scale didn't work over this. Probably because I was playing an A minor pentatonic scale over an A major song. That's probably why it didn't work. I should probably get better at knowing my majors and minor relatives. That sort of thing. Hmm. And learning from it. And don't think of it as a, okay, I'm going to give it up and and put the guitar in a corner. You know, use the opportunity of failure as a door to learn and to grow. It's a good thing.
0: Mm -hmm. That's, (laughs) That's really, really good advice, too. Um, now you, so you went and did these gigs. So those were you like first gigs? Can we say that? Can
1: Not, not really. I, um, gosh, I started playing out when I was about 10 years old. I went to to a Catholic school and, and they said, if anyone plays guitar, we need a guitar player in the band. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm learning how to play. I bet I could, you know play with these other musicians and maybe I can get better. And I did that, so at 10 years old, I was already playing in front of people. So this, you know, learning, you know, that the whole stage fright thing, I kind of got it out of my system when I was little. So,
0: yeah. You are so lucky.
1: (laughs) I know, (laughs) I'm very, very thankful for it. I'm super thankful because I know that stage fright is a big... It's a big thing. And I was, you know, I was one of those kids. I was always, like, doing, like, plays and stuff and making little funny movies as a kid. So, you know, being in front of people was never something that made me really anxious, you know, and, 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 and having that opportunity from a very young age to play in front of people. Like, you know, I was playing in churches and I was playing in bars. So kind mm-hmm. <laughs> of got both, uh, <laughs> both both types of crowds and folks, you know. Yeah. So,
0: I yeah, that, good, good to learn. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, you know, just because you have you know kind of the influence from your family it's kind of like that was kind of your gift like I always say there's like a gift that people have so you know very very thankful
1: Mm -hmm. very thankful really that I was able to to really truly embrace this other part of playing guitar which is playing in front of people Mm -hmm. you know so thankful for those opportunities for sure yeah
0: Yeah. so um do you do you sing as well, or are you just a musician? I do. It's
1: one of those things. I am still, I will always consider myself a guitar player first. Always. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, but like, like I do, I love singing backwards. I love it. I Because I, I think we are very, very lucky, not only as guitar players, but instrumentalists in general. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we hear a chord, right? And we're not just hearing one note, we're hearing three or four. So. Harmony for me is very, very easy because you know I hear an E. Okay, what's that? It's E G sharp and B. Okay, cool. I can do the third or the fifth as I'm you know harmonizing and I can pick out those spots, which is always really, really fun for me. But yeah, I'm I'm still embracing the lead singer thing. It's still very strange for me, but it's mm-hmm. like okay, it's like you know I I, I put it to you know I'm a, I, I consider myself a guitar player first, and this is just another skill. Like again getting more comfortable with, but the answer, yes, I'm
0: still working on it, working on it. Yeah, because um, I guess my next question too would be like, most of the time when you meet a a female guitarist, you are automatically assume that you can sing, which I mean, I play guitar, but I don't sing. I'm the same as you. I consider myself a musician. I'm not really a vocalist. Well, I can't sing, let's just put it that way.
1: (laughs) i a vocalist when I need
0: to be. It's not
1: my first, you know, it's not my first instrument, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a funny
0: thing for sure. So, so why you, so through this journey that you've been going through, have you had any like situations being a female and kind of like getting that first, like people judging you or because it's still kind of considered a male dominant in, the, you know. Kind I mean, I would,
1: I would be dying if I say no. And I think if we ask any female musician, we always get this little, wait a second. Mm-hmm. And particularly with guitar, um, yeah, it's 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 a funny thing. There's always this assumption, you know, when you walk into a gig and you've got an amp and a pedal board and a guitar on your mm-hmm. back and this whole thing. Like, OK, just this extra, like, let's see what she can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- can get up there and play that I think Perhaps some men don't. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not know i am not am not am not a guitar player who's who's a man. I don't know. I just know my perspective as 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 a, as a guitarist who happens to be female. Um, there's there's always that, but it's again, I make it a choice to: am I going to let this stranger who I don't know, who's clearly judging and, and assuming things, whatever, that's their choice, or am I just going to do what I'm going to do and just be me and just play how I play? you know, and sing how I sing or whatever, mm-hmm. it's, it's I, I find with that, just being true to your voice and like, okay, this is what I can do, you know, and this, and this is me, but, but yes, I, I, I think, I think musicians who are female do get this bit of, so what's going on here? Let's see what she can do.
0: yeah. Sort of thing. yeah. The
1: answer is just do it. Just play.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. So you're, um, So let's get into your musical influences, because the one thing I also want to touch on is your technique. Um, The way that you play, um, I noticed, you know, it's um, the pick and the hybrid picking, the way that you um, play certain parts of the neck to get different sounds, like that to me is so intriguing. And I know it's kind of like, maybe you just started doing it and that's just how it is. Um, you know, there's no real reason why you do it or maybe there is like, was that an influence that you saw? Um, or how did, how did you go about hybrid picking? I just love, I can't do it, but oh, I love it. I
1: promise you, you can. I promise you, you can. <laughs> Say the word can't, I promise you, you can okay. do it. I, I haven't had some pics here, so I'll, I'll show you. With me, mm-hmm. how it all started. I love finger picking. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love how it sounds. The sound of flesh mm-hmm. on strings compared to a pick or a plectrum, wherever you're listening from, whatever you call it, right? There's a different sound between this, right? The plastic of a pick and then the feeling of flesh
0: mm-hmm.
1: on strings, too. It has, has, has a certain effect of, of how it's going to sound. Now, I'm a very percussive player. I, in my head, I'm still a drummer, that nine-year-old that wanted that drum set. I still am. I'm a guitar player, but in my head, I, I, I consider myself a, you know, very rhythmic and, and, and percussive too. And think about it, a guitar, particularly an acoustic guitar, is a hollow piece of wood. That's a drum. Mm-hmm. That's a drum. So I choose to play my acoustic and, and my electric too, through my techniques. Uh, like a drum, but but with that, how I really came to, to, to come incorporate that in, in my ways of playing is that I just love the sound of both of those things. And I didn't wanna be inhibited by just playing with my hands. And I didn't wanna be inhibited by just playing with the pick. So I wanted to find a way to do both. And again, this, this motion, um, you have, you know, you have the fingers to play, right? The strings. And then again, it's more of an upward grab when you're playing with your fingers. Whereas when your thumb and forefinger are holding the pick, you can have this up and down motion, this top bottom striking of the string.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It allows you that versatility. And you're not just doing this. Like if you notice when I play, I like to do this back and forth, up, down, top, 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 bottom, while still playing with the fingers too. It takes a little time. But once you find the rhythm of it, it becomes second nature. And again, it just allows you this, this versatility of tone, which, which again, I really like. I don't like to be stuck in a box ever. And with many things in life, not necessarily music, I don't like to be stuck in a box. And it's like, if I wanna hear something particular, I'm gonna, gonna try and make it happen. And that's where this comes from. Like, there are some times in a song I'm playing where the verses might be very, very delicate and the forces are very big and very forward. So if I'm playing just with my hands, I'm not gonna get that really good strong forward playing. It's not gonna be right there where I want it. Plus, I don't wanna hurt my fingers either. Because again, playing guitar is very physical. I don't wanna scratch my knuckles. I did that already. It's not fun. I don't like bleeding all over my guitar <laughs> it
0: happens,
1: But I hate it. So okay, you have the versatility of playing the verses very lightly, right? With the pick mm-hmm. and the and then when that chorus comes in, you just engage, you lock those fingers in, and then now you're strumming. And then plus, I never like doing this, okay? And then going and I'm playing. And I'm, hold on, because I had to sing, because I had to sing harmonies too. So I can't sing harmonies with a pick in my mouth. Mm. You know? Okay, being able to play and then being able, okay, to tuck in your finger, the pick within your finger, right, and within your hand as you're playing too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it was, I had to say, years of developing and really mastering and making it my own, too. And even the way that I Travis pick, I noticed, I do a lot of my first finger. I don't do this, this oscillating thumb, you know, back and forth. <laughs> E and D string, I find that I do this and then allow these fingers to engage. So again, like that's what works for me,
0: but. Yeah, um, because because it does give you certain dynamics in your playing, just like you said, you know, you can be really soft during a verse and then get really, really loud during, you know, a chorus or a, a big part, right. um, which is what I love from your playing. Thank you, thank you. Thank Definitely. You.
1: Yeah, it's all about peaks and valleys. It's all about peaks and valleys. I don't like having a song that just does this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't. So having those peaks and valleys, and again, how can I do that? with the guitars? okay. I have the ability to play with the pick as well as as well as my fingers mm-hmm. too.
0: <laughs> so, so your influences from that? Um, who are your influences?
1: Gosh, me, I have so many. Lindsey Buckingham is one. Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimi Hendrix. Um, gosh, there's a Bonnie Raitt. You know the Bonnie, way that she. Added- yes. Okay human voice. You know, Derek Trucks, he's there too.
0: Um,
1: Gosh, there are just so many. And again, I like to listen to Wes Montgomery. He's another one too that I absolutely love. Carlos Santana, another one. I don't like to pigeonhole myself. I like to listen to a lot of music, you know, and and I like to take, ooh, I I like how Santana does this with the picking. Ooh, I love how Stevie Ray bends the notes like this. I love how incredibly open and aquatic Jimi Hendrix's chords are. You know, because everyone talks about, okay, here's how he, you know, watch how, how he solos. But I find that when he played with chords, it was incredibly mm-hmm. beautiful. He attacks chords, of course, in the way he played solos too, of course. You know, or something that was very influential to me, the, the use of octaves from West Montgomery, I love. And again, this the feeling and the sound of flesh. He, he didn't use a pick. He played his octaves with his thumb, a very open hand. You know someone like Stevie Ray. I know he uses a pick a lot, but gosh, sometimes he goes in and plays with his hand. And then you have someone like Lindsey Buckingham, who doesn't use pick. Mm-hmm. And that, particularly in the chain, how you can hear the guitar part of the intro and that da 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 da. Those are downward strokes from, and you can hear almost hear the fingernails, you know, going up against the strings. It's it's super cool, but I really think that as a guitar player, we, we must do, and you know, musicians in general do our due diligence in going back, listening to how these players who inspired us play, you know, and take little bits to help us create our own voice. Cause, cause that was something too, that my guitar teacher told me at, at our last lesson, you know, was like, I can't teach you anything else and you need to promise me that you will sound like you. You will not sound like me. So find your voice, you know, so that is something I, I constantly keep in mind. You know, and, and with with my with, with guitar players that inspire me, and, and the things that I do in my playing is really a tip to the hat and a thank you to them. No, mm. you know, and that, that's the way I look at. It. I play certain licks, and I'm like, all right, Stevie, thanks a lot. You know, and because and, and, and again, I, I wouldn't know about that if I had to listen to his music. And 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 yeah, and again, going back to the, the due diligence, you know, doing your homework. Stevie Ray just didn't become Stevie Ray. There are guys, you know, Albert King and, and you know, Wes Montgomery's and, and and those people who went back, Muddy Waters, you know, Robert Johnson. Go back and do the homework. Because these guitar players don't just come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. They are hired by others. So do your homework and do the history. Go back. Because, you know, if it wasn't for... You know, I listen to Jimi Hendrix. Okay, who, is, well, who inspired Jimi Hendrix? Oh, who's this guy named Muddy Waters? I should look him up. And I'm like, wow, this is great, you know? So I, I think that opens up your, your not only your repertoire of what you're playing, but, but your, your versatility and syntax as a player as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so let's get into um, your instruments, your rig. Um, you know, we're talking about your technique and your tone. Um, also, your style of um, playing—you know, the, the the type of style that you do that you do play—but um, but let's get let's get to your rig. So, what's your go-to rig?
1: I, I play predominantly, I, I pretty equally, acoustic and electric. Mm-hmm. I, I, I called for both gigs pretty evenly, I'd say. Um, when it comes to my acoustic, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proud proud Martin artist, so I, mm-hmm. I, I love love their acoustics very very much. I have an OM twenty-eight B. I've got um, an SC13E and I have the 0017E uh, e in black smoke. So those are my, those are my go-to acoustics. I, I, I love them. I'm, I'm a big fan of the OM and O body styles. I mean, Garrett Clapton used them. It's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and try those out. And I, I just love how big the sound is for a smaller body guitar. And, and also as a female, though that body shape is particularly comfortable as well. So and they sound really great and they record just awesome. So so that's what I use. Um, when I'm doing those gigs, I use a Fishman R Spectrum DI. So it's an acoustic imager. They are the best. Sound people love when I bring those because that's less work. On the board, yeah, the 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 Fishman R Spectrum DI. I cannot recommend it enough for for people who are playing live acoustic. It's great. And then um, I go through the Fishman. Loudbox Mini uh, Amplifier, which I really like. Super lightweight, very loud. To me, it really, really keeps the integrity of what an acoustic sounds like, which is great. And then um, as far as pickups in my acoustics, I use the Matrix Infinity pickups. Because, again, they keep the integrity of the guitar, and that's the main thing. Like, with an acoustic, it's going to sound the best with the microphone in front of it. But obviously, if you're playing a gig at a bar or something, you know, you can't put a microphone in front of your guitar. Yeah. It's gonna, you know, so... I, I and again I'm a, I'm a proud Fishman artist too, and I, I just really, really love their stuff. And it, it again just makes my guitar sound the best it can at gigs. Um, when it comes to electrics, I'm predominantly strat player. I love my fender strats. <laughs> I love so yeah, I have got I've got a handful of those. I've got like four, I've got four strats. I just love them. And they're all different configurations and, and fretboards. Um, to me, I lean a bit more towards the rosewood fretboards I like I like the darker sounds Uh, so so I have I've got a few of those I love them Um, as far as the amps I use it's a smaller gig I like the Blues Junior by Fender Uh, great small you know amp tubes sounds really good really crank it sounds great and then for my bigger gigs I have a Hot Rod Deluxe also by, by Fender that i like a lot again has some good horsepower sounds great when paired with my pedal board as well as the uh, just clean, because that's something that's important to me too. If uh, if an electric guitar doesn't sound good clean plugged into an amp, I'm not buying it. I'm not. It's, mm-hmm. it's like it's not. Um, so it's got to sound good clean. So so having that that really good relationship of a great electric guitar and a really great amp that sounds good together, clean without any pedals at all. So that's that's the main thing for guitars that I own and if I'm you know, in the market for a guitar, it's gotta sound good clean coming out of the amp. So those are my two amps that I use. Um, as far as pedal boards, the, the pedal board itself I use is by a company called Chemistry Design Works. It's called the Holy Board. So there's no Velcro, it's all zip ties mm-hmm. and it makes changing, yeah, it makes changing super easy. So say, you know, I've got this compression pedal, I don't like it, get scissors, snip, take, the, take it off, and then put the other pedal in, and then zip it up, and you're done. Like, I've had to do this at gigs before. Velcro, it, it, I just, it, it's so much easier. It's so much easier. I get it tight and down. So um, as far as my board, that's the board I use. I love it. It's great. It's super, again, super durable. I, I love it. I've had it for about five years now. It's great. Super ergonomic, too, which is great. Um, I do a Voodoo Lab 4x4. That's my power source. Mm-hmm. And then as far as the chain, I've got a compressor. So that's an Analog Man Mini Bicomp compressor. And then into my tuner. Reason being is that the compressor pedal, it sustains a note, right? It's not just thing and your note's gone. The compressor is gonna let that note ring a really long time. So I put that ahead of my tuner so that the tuner can read the note a lot better. So compressor is first. Then my tuner, I've got a Vox Wah after that. And then I've got a Fuzz, a Fuzz Mark II. By Pro Analog Devices, and then I've got a of Tone by Analog Man, and then my Strymon El Capistan. That's so for delays and tape play that kind of thing. Such a reverb if I want, Like usually reverb I, I I leave to the amp. I just love amp reverb. And then, then I've got a phaser and tremolo out. Yeah. yeah. So M, so MXR ninety phaser, and then and then a Boss TR two, tremolo. I keep things very simple. I don't like a million pedals with a million buttons. I don't. Cause really it's about the playing. Cause I don't want a board that's this big. And then it takes up a bunch of space in my car when I'm going to gigs. It's like, just play. I think I think a good player can just plug into an app and make a guitar sound good. The mm-hmm. pedals, they're awesome Do we all love them. Yes, they're great. But it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's important. You know, to, to, sometimes there are gigs where my pedal board didn't work and I had to go in clean and figure it out. This again has happened before, so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, but having a good, good board is great, and, and um, I'm very thankful. This one's very reliable. It sounds really good. So.
0: I like the zip tie thing. When I when you think about it, it's – well, because Velcro uh, – yeah. <laughs> Velcro is just terrible. But the zip ties, that's a good idea.
1: Check it out. So it's, it's chemistry design works. They're out of Minnesota, and it's called the Holy Board. So, yeah, definitely check it out. It's okay, great. yeah,
0: yeah. I'm going to look that up, and I'll put it in the show notes too because I'm like – Okay, um, yeah. but um, also the MXR Phaser. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: everyone needs an orange box on their board, I think right? You're, I think you're right. Yeah. right. Great.
0: So, um, with all this gear, are, you have endorsements with some of these um, companies here, or do, what are your endorsements?
1: Um, so, I, I, I work with Fender. I work with Martin, D'Addario guitar strings, and Fishman. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, very, oh, very. Right. Thankful. Yeah. Wonderful folks, uh, wonderful folks, wonderful products that I can stand by. Because, again, I'm very particular about what I play and, and and how I play and the ease of playing. I always look for products that just speak to me. And, you know, again, I'm just it, it, immensely thankful every day that, that I get to work with these really awesome companies. So, again, just, just very, very thankful. Very mm, thankful.
0: That's great. So, um... Well, So during, I know we're all in quarantine and of course you found a lot of time to write, get on Instagram live, all this stuff. But when quarantine is out, we know that like, we like to ask our guests, like, what do you do besides, you know, when you're not, when you're not gigging or whatever. And of course that's not really a relevant question anymore, but is there anything else that you do besides, you know? Uh, Oh my God. I, I, I like to keep busy. I'm not someone
1: who's lazy and likes to just sit, although the sitting time has been nice. like I I, I love to read. I'm, I'm reading like multiple books at once. I'm one of those kind of people. I love, love, love to read. I constantly, I consider myself a constant student of life. So whether it is with guitar or, or anything else that I like to do, I'm a constant student, so I, I just love to learn. Um, I'm a big reader. I love to cook. I love to cook, and I'm Italian too, so that's also like just been around, so I love to cook. I've been making a lot of quarantine pizzas, I'm not gonna lie.
0: There have been a lot awesome. of quarantine.
1: Those of you who follow me on Instagram, you can keep up with what kind of you know recipes and, and toppings I'm coming up with. Um, but I love to cook. I, to me, it's a lot like music. Because, okay, what's in the pantry? What can I make out of you know this today? And I, I, I love that, I love to cook. Um, so I do that. I, I love to draw and paint. I still do that, not as much as I would like, but through this quarantine, i found time to to, to grab, you know, my, my pens and, and pencils and, and, and draw again, which has been really, really cool. Um, I love to take photos, I I love to travel. I think travel is a very healing thing, and, and again, helps you get perspective of life and all of that, I, I love to travel. So, did, did a lot of traveling last year, which was very, very lovely. Um, yeah, I just, I am a constant student of life, I think.
0: That's awesome. I love that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so do you have any advice for any upcoming artists, um, anybody that wants to get into music? I, I do. And it's, it's, it's this, is people are going to want to put you in a
1: box, always. It's just part of life. Part of this business, it's gonna happen. It is staying authentic to yourself. Stay authentic to yourself. If this is the music you like to write, then write it. If this is the music you like to listen to, that inspires you to write. Keep listening to that music, you know? So stay authentic to yourself and staying true to yourself because those who are gonna follow you and go to your shows and buy your music and all that, they're gonna, they gonna know that authenticity. Because you can tell when someone is fake and when it, when someone isn't, and there is something very, very inspiring and very, it's it, it, inspiring and just captivating of someone who, who is authentic. I think, and and just just being who you are, because it's like you know, and of course, it's very you know cliche, but there's no one like you. But it's, it's kind of true. You think about the music business, and and, and you know the the. Being authentic is is really the most important thing. And and those opportunities that are meant for you will come to you when you are authentic. You know, because, and again, it's a much easier way to be an artist. And it's already hard enough as it is. Being a full-time musician, it is. And a professional musician. So how can you make it easier for yourself? Just be yourself. Don't be someone else. Be yourself, it is easier. That it is, is easier, and you'll feel that way.
0: That is really great advice. I mean, just be yourself. That's you know, be yourself. Be yourself. Be authentic. Yeah. And you know, yeah.
1: just remember, people are going to want to put you in a box. Just follow your gut. Mm-hmm. Follow your gut yeah. and be you.
0: Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. well, gosh, Angela, this has just been. This has been a great <laughs> interview. Um, this as well this has been lovely thank you so much for reaching out this is so awesome so i know that um we'll have your um your links in the show notes but you can tell everybody where we can follow you um and i don't know if like you had any tours that were postponed or anything that were that was coming up for you um that people can actually come see you something
1: in the works i cannot say yet but there is something in the works i hope it doesn't get canceled and that's all I can say right now, but it's going to be awesome. That's all I can say. Okay. So fingers crossed it doesn't get canceled, guys. Let's. <laughs> um, yes, when, when and if I can announce it, I will. And and I think those of you who are following this and watching this are going to be very interested on, on what it's going to be. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, hoping it all comes through, which will be great. So when I can talk about it, I will. Uh, but you can follow me, AngelaPatrilliMusic.com on Instagram, Music facebook angela patrulli music try to keep everything pretty consistent um so, so you can find me there and and again i i, I do you know i, I do videos on, on instagram my, my favorite guitar parts that inspire me to pick up my guitar and 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 yeah you know and i do truly picks on youtube as well with with the uh, norman's rare guitars uh channel i love those folks down there so so i have i have my segment on, on their channel as well so you can check that out some of my favorite fenders and martins that are in the shop and all that good stuff but yeah yeah that's where you can find me
0: oh great great so we'll definitely be checking that out and definitely check out the quarantine qa q and a on instagram and that's every day right is it monday through saturday Monday through saturday and then on sundays i just do
1: a total request so i just have my guitar and I'm just like, all right, everybody, give me songs, and if I know how to play them, I will. So it's a really cool thing I do for like, you know, half hour. Oh, okay. And I fans send out songs that they like, and it's very, super loose and very fun and relaxed, and it's like, okay, I got my guitar here, and if I know how to play it, I will. So again, oh. it's a really fun way yeah. to interact with fans and all that, I absolutely love it. absolutely love talking to the fans, so.
0: That's great. Yeah. And that's um, around what time? You, 7 p. Pacific, 7 oh. p.m. Pacific. Okay, yes. 7 p.m. Pacific, and I'm in. I'm on the East Coast, so yes. I guess that's eight. Nights. That would be like 10 o'clock. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm up.
1: Joy <laughs> uh, join in the fun. We'd love to have you. <laughs> right,
0: right. All right. Um, thanks again. Um, thanks and so much. Yes, You're Fret sisters. Um, definitely, really happy that you came on to our podcast and our second video podcast. Um, but please stay safe. Um, like one. Yes. And uh, and we'll be seeing you in a town soon, right?
1: <laughs> Fingers crossed.
0: All right.
1: Crossed. Please stay healthy and, and take care of one another.
0: Okay, thank you. All right, let's say bye. All right,
1: I'll see you guys later. This is super fun. Thanks again. Bye.
0: A riff Girl, we're ready for you. about this lick, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Fret Sisters or email us at fretsistersmusic at gmail.com. Peace and love.